It's time again for the Scotty Johnny Podcast with your host, Scotty Johnny himself, John Barnett, and the ego himself, Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam, talking Wisconsin sports, NFL through D3, college hockey, doesn't matter. Two mics, two crusty vests, two opinions, one based in reality, and one based in what do you bet on Twitter, with music by Delete Great Cars and Trucks. Here's John and Aaron. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome into the Scotty Johnny Podcast. I'm your not-so-humble host, Jonathan Barnett. And with me, as per usual, I present to you Cheddar Talk, Aaron Lottom. Hi, John. What's going on, man? It was, uh, it was a glorious weekend. Happy Father's Day related to you, by the way. Yeah, Five you too. Over. Yeah, right? Yeah. Happy Father's Day to you too. Uh, yeah. Fun time for us. We, uh, I got uh, my, my wife and then, you know, the kids will pretend they were involved, but my wife got me. It's a um, homemade... Our home ice cream making kit thing, uh, so it's kind of mm. nice. It doesn't have the churn like the old ones. Okay. It's got a it's got an electronic motor, so you know it's oh, ice okay. and salt and everything around it, and then you can make make ice cream. So yeah, so we did that today. Uh, cool. Made some chocolate ice cream, and uh, kids like that, so it was a lot of fun. Uh, had the lunch with my dad over in Point, and my my mom obviously was there as well. But yeah, we had a good weekend. How about you? Well, we uh, due to some. Uh, uh, PPP planning. Um, uh, Holly and the kids are up north. They were up north. She was up north with her dad and stepdad, yeah. and they're camping in Superior. So um, I, I wasn't around. I had annual training. We do this every year. When yeah. I'm at annual training, I always send her up north with our camper because what's the point of her? I, she may as well because I'm not home. <laughs> yeah. um, so, but uh, yeah, no. So uh, I ended up spending this weekend. I went up north as well, and I hung out with my dad for father's day and uh because my my brothers live out of state and quite a ways away yeah. over 10 hours away and uh so they don't get home for father's day too often they barely get home ever um but uh so i went up and went fishing with dad and uh limited out on panfish two days in a row so that was nice so Fabulous. low impact fishing we weren't we weren't throwing out shad wraps or spinners or clunkers or dipsy doos or whatever you just put some worms on some hooks with some bobbers and we just caught some beautiful uh bluegill so if you've ever fished north of highway eight you know what that's like because uh those lakes have good fish in them unlike yeah. down here in janesville where i what i'm gonna go keep i'm gonna go catch sheep's head great uh, yeah oh and i can't eat it because it's full of mercury sweet gross <laughs> gross yeah no it was good father's day weekend and uh, i'm about I'm about five shades darker than before the weekend started <laughs> that's not so. great you shouldn't do that all right. Well, when you're um, in a boat, yeah. you can't. <laughs> There's nowhere to go. The sun is everywhere. Yeah, you got to keep reapplying. It's the, yes. The big thing is you got to do that because, you know, we've messed up everything else. You got to try to try to stay safe out there with all the sunlight. Yeah. So different than when we were kids. So. If, if, if it's a skin cancer that kills me, all right, then I have it coming. There's many other things I do that will kill me before that. So. <laughs> uh. Well, let's keep you safe for the time being. <laughs> At least okay. I was control what we can vest. control. No, I, wasn't. I wasn't wearing a life vest. There was one underneath my seat, though. You got it in the boat. By, by, law, by law. Yes. You yes. have to have it in the boat is all. Uh, for adults, yeah. at least. <laughs> um, I, yeah. was wearing a, I was wearing a sun hat. Come on. <laughs> yeah, not a whole lot else going on uh, for the us. Is, the Brewers are doing okay. Yeah, we'll get into that when we yeah. talk actual sports. Everybody should have heard the, uh, the pre-show that we had. It was... All over the board. We were talking wow. banana flavoring. We were doing Eddie Izzard bits. It was um, 
the old it, savannas yeah. of North America that don't exist anymore. Yeah, and, we were discussing several books that we've read. Yeah, it was. It was eclectic. It was eclectic. How, how Native Americans, while living with the environment, also did change the environment. And then yeah. when they died from smallpox, it changed the environment even more. So, yeah. all sorts we of should fun be, stuff. We should record that and just put that out there. Yeah, right that was not a sports show. It would have just been a just chain of consciousness from us talking about, like, <laughs> exactly how many northern can you keep in what part of the state? Oh, my oh God, let's double yeah. check this. <laughs> Ooh, look at that. Because that was big, big, big limits of, of panfish north of Highway 10 and south of Highway 10. Yeah, it was. If you just had us talking, it would be a ridiculous chain of thoughts. Just just on and on. From, we went from fishing to history to Concord grapes to the Treaty of Versailles. It was a strange thing. It would, it would have been fun. But we would not oh, be Rodney able to call it. We, were we did up have on Rodney, Rodney Dangerfield, Dangerfield too. Yeah. Rodney Dangerfield biography. Yeah, yeah, that was intense. Yeah, we. It wouldn't be a sports show, but it would be crazy as all get go. Yeah. All right, though. Uh, we've we burned up just about five minutes at this point, so that's good enough okay. for the doldrums, I think. Right. Good. Forty <laughs> more to go. Right. All right. Let's do Woo! it. All right. Well, got any got any track and field stuff? This we week? don't. That's the other thing is we kind, of, we kind of burned through almost all of the. Uh, all of the uh, Wisconsin D1, D3 sports uh, sports areas, too. We got, I mean, and we we do great at that, I think. Like, a, as a Wisconsin sports talk show, I think we are the only podcast that gets you, you know, Badger volleyball, um, Badger softball. We, we, we talked through that. Some, not as much as the volleyball, but we did talk you through the end of the season, uh, Big Ten playoffs, regular playoffs. We got through... D3 baseball. We got through D1, D3 track and field. Uh, yeah, we, we did wrestling for you all year long because it was fantastic. It was a great ride following that team. Um, I think we've had a lot of fun yeah, a with couple, this. A couple, a couple weeks ago, we were touching up on the Madison Radicals, which is the semi-pro right. ultimate disc, uh, ultimate Frisbee team. Don't call all it right. Frisbee. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we will have to start also now because we're getting into uh, – some of these college seasons peter out here we will get into northwoods league which includes several teams from around wisconsin so that'll be something we'll have to get into a little bit but uh for the time being let's just get uh get right into it with what we do have and we'll start that in the part we call our main event starting things off with the main event All right, so main event has Brewers because that's just what there is. We don't have a whole lot of anything else. Uh, we can touch on some other things as we go along, but um, yeah. Brewers bounce back. Big, big, big series this week. So yeah, this one's gonna be huge. Getting the sweep against the the Reds is doing what you should be doing. Yeah, I mean, like you don't get you don't get big props for beating up on the Reds. I will say this though: the last time they played in Cincinnati, it went poorly. It went really bad. They had a they had a bad series on the road in Cincinnati, and Cincinnati they they swept them this time. Um, they controlled the series. Some of them were you know a little close, um, but they got good pitching, and they got timely enough hitting. I mean they did enough on the hitting to make sure that they got leads, uh, made sure that they they could get out in front and stay there. Uh, five four seven three six three. I mean like you score five seven and six. That's six runs a game. You should win most of those, two out of three, and they won all three of those. Uh, they also did have the, like we said, it would be the most Brewers thing ever when we were recording last Monday. 
if after getting you know losing two out of three to the Nationals, they won a series against the Mets, and they almost did. Uh, they had a four-four game and ended up you know losing towards the end. But uh, the worst part about that four-four game, which turned into a four-five loss, was they were up four-one and just just disappeared quickly. That Mets team is good, and they were mm-hmm. on the road. Uh, they did beat them. They outscored them overall because they outscored them fourteen to uh, eleven on the series because they scored ten in one game. You got you got to space those out, right? You take a couple. <laughs> scored too many goals. Too many, too many goals, goals in this game. They scored four goals. No, we need a. We only no need good. to score three goals. We need to save that one goals for tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, We're doing Jacques Lemaire as a. <laughs> As a consistent bit that we do here, the old um, wild, coach. wild coach. I don't know where he is now. I guess I can't remember where he's what he's doing now. But uh, he's got to be like eighty years old now. I'm sure he's probably sitting in a cabin somewhere in the woods of Quebec. Yeah, up there, swearing at, swearing at the trees, <laughs> cursing in French, just yeah. <laughs> weird Quebecois French accent. Uh, <laughs> that's too many goals. You gotta save a couple of those. Yeah, so they scored ten of those in the Wednesday game, uh, and then they didn't get enough runs for the Thursday game. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. After a game like that, you don't, you don't like to see games like that. After a game like that, you gotta cut a guy. Not off the team, but with a but with a knife. <laughs> yeah. Uh they're like saying too though, like this is the one that's gonna start mattering here. This is Cardinals Brewers are, are back to being tied for first as of the beginning of this day. Or yes. end of the day, Sunday, essentially. Tied with mm-hmm. the Cardinals. Four game series at home. You get three of those, you know, you're ahead. If you split it, you're still tied. Uh, but yeah. you gotta get these ones. You gotta start winning them. This is the uh, here's the real thing. time. They're currently they're currently ahead in the eighth two to zero right now. So and, yeah, uh, on a Tyrone Taylor home and, run. And speaking of speaking Jeez. of Burns, Burns is pitching a gem right now. So or was pitching a gem when yeah. we Williams came recording. in and had a very good eighth or mm-hmm. seventh. I'm sorry, wherever it was. Yeah. Um, so it was nice to see Devin Williams come in and look good. And like we said, that's the thing I want to see more of is is him coming in and having solid um, relief innings there because. He's, he's a little up and down. He started this season a little up and down. He had a couple of rough spots last year. I'd like to see him hone in and, and, and really start hitting this this year. And uh, he's looked better of late. So that makes me feel good. Uh, today, another person another person who's looked better as of late is Yelich. Yes. Um, Yelich, Yelich, who hit that cycle and then kind of went dormant again. And then had his <laughs> batting up. And, and, and I know this doesn't seem like it should be a big thing, but had his batting average back up above. 240 for a little bit. Now he's dipped back into the 230s again, but um, at least showing signs of life because for a while there it was it was looking pretty. It was starting to look like the worst my major league baseball contract ever signed was signing him long term, and so at least he's showing a little bit of uh, a little bit of life. Um, yeah. Then of course he went he went over yesterday and he's over four today. It looks today. like so, so. I mean he was up to 245 and has dropped down to 234. At this point, he had like a nine game hit streak, though, and then over for back to back days, which will kill you. But um, Uh, yeah, the hit streak, then he went uh, over three in the first game against Cincinnati. Then he had uh, game two is pretty big for him. That was uh, he went two for five. And then, yeah, he's been over for the last two days. And, you know, it's still the part of the season where your average can drop and dip a lot, lot, 10 points in a couple couple games. But I mean, 
at least he's showing signs of life. Um, I guess we have to do a requiem to a, a career. Um, I forgot that. I forgot that Locaine started off with the Brewers and got traded for um, Granke originally before coming back. Yeah. I forgot that he was he was a he was a uh, Brewers draft pick. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, when he was but, coming uh, up uh, as a young player and, and really starting off, he had a couple stints up with the Brewers. One of those was, um, I think it was the game where. It might have been Ainsley's very first game. My my fourteen year old mm-hmm. at her first game. Um, we got just you know upper deck nosebleed first base line. I think we were the very last row. It, it's possible okay. we were the very last row yeah. on the line. And I saw this guy walking up. It was all by himself, and he had like a backpack on. And I was like, that uh-huh. dude looks like he is struggling, like uh-huh. walking up here. And so I was yeah. just trying to be friendly. I was like, hey man, how are you doing down there? He's like. Pretty good. I'm doing all right. How'd you guys like to go sit down there? And he points down at the uh, was it the, the best seats in the house thing where it was yeah. the uh, the tundra territory. Okay, and, yeah. And like Trina had no idea what he was talking about, and I was like, "Yes, yes, I would like to do that." With at the time, two children and my wife and I. So they they yeah. go around early. We went in there for batting practice just to see. Oh wow! Um, okay. My son wanted to see it. They go around early and they pick somebody at random who is in a terrible seat. And they upgrade them. It has to be a group of four because that's what oh. they're doing. So they found us. We got the upgrade. We went down to the Toyota territory after having bought the cheapest seats in the stadium. Wow. And we so sat he was, an, he was an employee then, huh? Yeah, he was an employee. He's like, oh, I'd like fantastic. to go sit down there. Well, yeah, because well, he had we a backpack. Did, we, did, we, did, we did a warrior dash in that we stadium. Did, yeah. that, that one was terrible. There was a lot of steps in that warrior mm. dash. Man, that one sucked. That one, out of the, out of the 10 or 12 warrior dashes i did that one lambo yeah. didn't have that many steps like no. they had us run the entire upper deck of... and the upper deck is much steeper than any part of lambo uh, or any part of anywhere else in that stadium yeah the first just... thing you did and the one that we did uh together was we ran all the way up the the one in in um i think it's the first base line and you go all the right way to field, the top right field corner yeah the the ramp that goes up yeah you go, take up the, the ramp, ramp all the way to the top and then you have to go and then start <laughs> doing you did the giants jump rope and everything with the big rope yeah. doing jump ropes and stuff and then you had to run and then they just made you run stairs and i was like oh this all is the, the way worst. across from from the from the fall pole in right field to the fall pole in left field up and down every single step in with, the upper deck with and a couple little things in between to kind of break it up with like carrying hey, 40 pounds yeah a couple times <laughs> carrying sandbags and everything too 40 uh, pound sandbag <laughs> and it's, me. Sorry, it's me. yeah and it's three miles so we were doing that and then after we got done with that portion you kind of run down the stairs do some stuff you go out of the stadium into that back um loading dock area and loading did, dock area yeah and then we did all the easy stuff like grab these five gallon jugs and walk with them I'm like okay that's fine i'll that's walk easy. flat no. carrying weight the, i can the, do that literally the second half of that was fine it's just opening up with that many steps it was probably 1500 steps like not steps, like laterals, like up and down steps, like walking up and down stairs, folks, is what yeah. we're talking about. That's how that thing started. It was terrible. Yeah. Anyways, hey, so we're going to the. Uh, <laughs> I'm taking Andrew because Ruby and Holly are going to Girl Scout camp on Saturday. We're doing the uh, Toronto game on Saturday. Oh, good. And we're sitting in my favorite seats in all the stadium. That? And that is that is row one four twelve. Four. So oh. the upper for the front row of the upper deck. Right okay. behind first base. All right. Yeah. Kids first love base. it up there. If you've got kids, that's the place to go. Like, you know, where John was sitting way up in the up, up top of the, I mean, they were $15. Anyways, I mean, you can't argue with that. Like $15, is like real sale. Like I didn't 
buy them special anywhere. Um, but yeah, like, so the problem with uh, the third base side or the left field bleachers on a day game is you get cooked. It's like the one downfall of that stadium. You, you get burnt in the sun. So, but if you get up into the 400s on the, on the, on the first base side, um, there's a nice, especially if it's open, you get a nice breeze off the lake most of the time. It's nice and cool up there for your kids. It looks like a widescreen TV. You know, they're like <laughs> looking down there at this. It's all right there in front of them. And when you're sitting behind home plate, it's a little bit harder for them to grasp what's going on in the field. Third base side, there's not so much action either, but when you're down on the first base side, that's where everything's happening. You're not going to get any foul balls up there. It's way too far yeah. up. Um, yeah. you're, you're not going to be like in it, but at the same time, like, also, too, half the time the kids are going to want to go down to the play area anyways and run around, <laughs> run down the baseline and stuff like that. Um, on a sun, Saturday day game against the Blue Jays, if I really want to, I could probably walk down to the 100s and go sit right behind the dugout. <laughs> Depending on how much they want to watch you, I guess. Watch you, um, but they usually don't. You know, being the being the stadium of Bob Euchre, they kind of – remember, they mm. start, well, they originally sold those, those Euchre seats up behind the pivot with the whole thing that you have to be like Bob Uecker. Now you have the worst seats. Go find somewhere else to sit that's better. They've, they've that, normally checked my tickets when you try to go down. Yeah, <laughs> so in the 100s, in the 100s a little bit more. You can probably get away within the 200s and maybe. maybe more out towards the bleachers. But plus, you can, like you said, in the tundra section out there, the standing room only in the left center gap, you can go stand there and watch the game too. That's great. You also, the first baseline is where you want to be because it's less sun, it's less hot. Well, that's what I said. Avoid the third left, base. Left, line, left so. field bleachers in a day game in the summertime. No, thank you. Nobody's <laughs> sitting there. It's hot. It's so hot. You will melt to the seats. Yeah. But where we were was. Except for the hardcore ones that sit in the front row waiting for a home run. Okay. But where we were was we were at this game. Lorenzo Kane hit a home run right oh. down in front of us, uh, dropped right in front of us. We were actually, if you watched all the replays that day, you can see me jump out of my seat and you know do the fist bump and and run to see if we can get to the ball, but we couldn't quite get there. It was it was it was a little short of where we were, but um, no, that was that was a great time. That was I remember watching him when he was coming up and the trading him. We was like ah, that's too bad. Getting him back was a great feeling, and seeing that team. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's sad well, to see him go, but he has Grenke, not hit the trade, ball. Trade for Grinky at the time was well worth it. He was the oh, best yeah. ace we'd ever had, besides Ben Sheets in our lifetime, like in the last. 20 years or you know like oh wow we went and got a real pitcher until he came here 15 starts by cc sabathia yeah (laughs) oh well yeah well (laughs) cc was such that dude's such a flash in the pan grinky was here for a couple years yeah that's the thing yeah yeah he was a trade that we got to keep him for a couple years which is different cc sabathia was getting one thing yeah yeah Yeah, he was it, it was it was a nice it was a nice story um yeah, it was it was great times, but yeah, those were that was a great trade, and getting him back was good and felt good. But I mean, yeah, he has not hit the ball. He has not no. hit the ball at all. Um, it, it, yeah, he still can field. I mean, he can still get around and get to the ball, but it just he, he could not hit the ball this year. He had nothing going for him. He had one home run, um, but he was. How long has it been since he had a real hit? In this it, it really feels terrible. like Tory Hunter at the end of his career. Tory Hunter, another one that was completely yeah. had had some had some bat pop, but was like a two forty hitter. You know, Locaine was a little bit better hitter than he was. Tory Tory Hunter was a little bit better fielder, but that's what they could do. And even at the end of their career, they could play all three outfield positions. They were still hawks in center field, but they just can't hit anymore. And it's and it's sad too because he just hit his tenth year of service like this year. Yeah. And 
Yeah. yeah. It sucks. And it's sad to see him go, but you know, they released him and it's well, yeah, it designated for assignment, so he'll go either released or whatever. I don't know that anybody's really looking to get a, a guy who isn't hitting though. So yeah, yeah those, that's those those baseball words that nobody understands. Designated for assignment. What does that mean? Nobody knows. So basically means they have to either trade or release him within a certain period of time. It's one of those things right. that happens because you have a certain number of times you can option somebody down and then you have to designate for assignment. Which basically just means that you have to you are saying you've run out of the ability to option him back down. He's been around too long to option him down to to triple A or anything like that. So um, you're saying we understand this. We're going to either have to trade him or or release him. He's designated. If you want him, come talk to us. Otherwise, you're going to have to fight everybody when he gets out there. Um, It's it's a way of telling everybody you're trading him, I guess, and that you're not going to get anything for him because there's nothing much out there for them. So. Um, well, a t- yeah. a, well, a, well, and the, here's the thing is like a, a, a team like the, I'd hate to say it, well, the Yankees are so low. I mean, but like yeah. a team that's really good that might just need someone strictly for defensive purposes. That's, that's his only value at this point. So leader, yeah. leadership and leadership and defense. So, yeah. And maybe he gets hot later. Who knows? But right now he has not been hitting for the entire season. He's just not. No, he's, and he's, 20, he's it's 22 sad. points behind the Mendoza, but uh, below the Mendoza line right now. So Yeah, so right now, I mean, they're playing um, Taylor out in center. And yeah. they also brought up uh, Jonathan Davis. Not that Jonathan Davis. You know, you know not Johnny Davis, but no. Um, brought oh, I Jonathan thought you John Davis from Corn. No, I, that's Blue clearly not what I was that wasn't oh, going to yeah. be in my wheelhouse. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. That was a door. Sorry. It was like the um, the South Park where they use our special corn powers, and they just yeah. turn in the corn. Do you realize it's worthless? And you're like, oh, this isn't good. Good job, um, guys. Yeah, that was a Halloween <laughs> special when they went down to, when they went down to the docks in South Park, Colorado. <laughs> no, what I meant, um, Jonathan Classic. Davis. Johnny Davis is actually Jonathan Davis as well. Um, from the Badgers, but uh, yeah, he's he's still just going to play basketball. He wasn't going to be a two sport athlete at this point. Yeah, yeah no, it, um, he he got his first hit. Uh, first uh, unlike, game, unlike Hunter Renfro, who's obviously a two sport athlete, right, John? Obviously, obviously. When, when is he going to go back to the Raiders? Well, I mean, like they had is, their is mandatory camps. Sanders thing or Bo Jackson thing? Oh, definitely Dion. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to go two he's, games in one day. He's going to do it. Yeah. Watch. <laughs> You just don't have that uh, anymore. God, I wish kids knew about when we were kids. Bo Jackson would play the whole baseball season and then join like week six because he played for the Kansas City Royals and they weren't that good. So he was always done at game 162. <laughs> or Deion Sanders, who played for, would start the season like, hey, I'm going to go play cornerback now. And then what? Yeah. It, it, two, two complete, and, and it was different positions too. So like Deion could do it. I mean, cornerback, he didn't tackle anybody so he never got hurt you know <laughs> so but uh you know whereas Bo was a running back there's no way you could play running back and then go hit a baseball like you know after the game of being an NFL running back but yeah no that was the thing when me and John were kids Deion Sanders would play from week one as a cornerback and still play baseball didn't he play and he played a playoff game and an NFL game on the same day same day because yeah. he played for the Braves yeah and the Braves were good in the 90s the difference is Bo Jackson was great at both. Was an All yes. Pro and a uh, you know like an All Star. He was an All Star in both. He, he leagues. let off. He let off the All Star game with a home run. That yeah, and Deion Sanders was a backup you know guy who was mostly on the team to steal bases. 
Like he was nice, but he was not an all star baseball player. He was a guy. Yeah. Um, he's all, he's obviously obviously Hall. He's in the Hall of Fame. He's as an NFL. One player. of the greatest yeah. cornerbacks of all time, if not yeah, the of greatest. All time. And he was just super fast, but he he played outfield, right? Yeah, yeah. Like he could cover a lot of ground. He was all right, but yeah, he was not. He was not a great baseball player. He was. He was very. He was. He was very similar to Locaine and Tory Hunter. He yeah. could cover a lot of ground, and he hit. And he was super fast, and he hit. Didn't have the power that they had. No, those no, guys had no. some pop, but yeah, he no, didn't. He didn't. Dion have didn't have any power. Bo Jackson. The only thing <laughs> that limited Bo Jackson was that bad hip. Otherwise, Bo Jackson was probably the greatest athlete of the last. You know, of the mainstream sports in the last. He's modern Jim Thorpe. Years. Yeah, he could have done anything. He could have played basketball if he wanted to. He could probably jump just as high as uh, what's his name from the Pelicans? Zion. Yeah, he's too short to be in, in the NBA, but he could probably jump just as high. I remember in his book, he always talked about like when they were down at the old Superdome. Um, there was a bunch of guys trying to kick the ball up and hit the the uh, scoreboard that hung over the 50, 50 yard line. And he's like, "Yeah, on my first try, I hit it. I always did have a good arm." Like, <laughs> you know, like. Yeah, he's yeah, he's that dude he was a crazy else. athlete. Uh, yeah. All right, so as we've been again reminiscing and going through things, the Brewers did did uh, pull off the win here after Hater. Well, he got there was a hit that was challenged. It was called out at first. Um, Cardinals challenged successfully, got a runner on base. Hater threw the next ball in the dirt and it got away from uh, Narvaez. Uh, so he went to second, but then like pop out was it strikeout, pop out I think, and then ground out. That's what it looks like. So, yeah. Um, I mean, you get that that little bit of jolt of fear because you're like, oh, you got a, a runner on second. And uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> up comes, you know, of course, the, the like the Brewers killer. You say we've got Goldschmidt right there with, you know, the tying run is Goldschmidt at the plate. And you're like, well, yeah. this is I where this is where it ends. He's he's a great, fantastic player, but yeah. Oh, no, he's, he's a great player. I hate him, though. Got to hate oh, him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I hate him. Yeah. And because he's not even he's not even. The Cardinals didn't go. He's not like Pujols or like um, uh, the catcher Molina. Molina, he, no, he's, he's not. He's not like a Cardinal original. He's like uh, uh, Arenado. No. They went and got him. Yep. Like because he used to be for the Diamondbacks. Like he was up for grabs. Anybody could have gotten him. Oh, and of course he I, went to the Cardinals, and he just all he does is hit home runs against the Brewers. Yeah, I, I misspoke too. Apparently the Brewers challenged on the play. So anyhow, when he we got that wild pitch, he got thrown out. So Goldschmidt struck out then after the throw at second, and then Arenado grounds out to third, ends the game. So Hader doesn't get any strikeouts, but he, or no, I'm sorry, he gets the one strikeout of Goldschmidt, and then right. that's how they end the game. So yeah, but that's also that's here. also his first that's also his first game back, right? Because Hader was out on paternity leave the last couple of days. Yeah, right? so he had yeah, the, he missed the entire road he missed the entire road trip. Yeah, yeah. So they had the thing like his uh, he was away with his wife because there were complications. He came back to the team, then he was out on paternity leave, and now he's back. Right. So, and, and well, he was I in Milwaukee you, the whole time. Aaron so and I, he, I think, both yeah. agree on this. You take your time with your kids. You know, you go do those things. We more science come back doesn't to share team. that share that uh, that uh, that uh, point of view. By the way, that's that's weird. That's interesting. I, I wouldn't have picked that from him, especially he's. Do you remember He's Boomer Sison with Boomer uh, special Sison. needs too? They were talking about one of the NFL starting quarterbacks missing week one because his wife wasn't hadn't had the baby yet and she was overdue. And he said, "You need to induce that baby. You can't be missing week one." <laughs> uh, uh, meanwhile, the Packers last year just basically gave away week one by not bothering to practice until that right. game happened. 
<laughs> we don't care about week one anymore. <laughs> we don't talk about week one anymore. <laughs> we don't talk about week one. No, this is a really good game. Uh, Corbin Burns was out there uh, dealing today. Seven innings, two hits, two walks, ten strikeouts. Got a win, right? Did yeah. he get the winner? Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, mean, boy, he got the win. Yay. Uh, Devin Williams, uh, one inning, uh, one strikeout, super uneventful. Like you said, there was a little bit what happened with Hader, but otherwise, you know, one inning, one strikeout, you know, that, that's, that's the combo package that the Brewers want to roll out. They want Burns, well, Burns, and then if it needs to be Boxberger, but otherwise Burns, yeah. Boxberger, uh, Williams, Hader. That's what they want to see. And if you can get well, seven out of Burns to just go to Williams, Hader, then you do that. You know, uh, it's great. I love it. Yeah, I really and, wish they'd scored more than two runs in a game. I'm sick of two zero wins. <laughs> well, and Burns goes seven Burns. Uh, on 108 pitches. Yeah. So he gets awesome. a full seven innings out of that, which is great, too, because only your setup and your closer actually pitched today other than your starter. Saves the bullpen. Mm-hmm. Keep Boxberger back there. Keep um, Gott and some of the other guys, you know, just let them have their day. And, you know, just get them ready for because this is going to be a long series. This is a four game series here with the Cardinals. Um, I try to think who. And this was and Burr's, the other Burr's thing, too, is one. this is the big one because we had Burns and they had Mikolas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mikolas are one game up right now. Yeah. This in, in this trash NL Central division, <laughs> which the Pirates are the Pirates are in third place. The Pirates, yeah. who today, by the way, murdered the Cubs 12 to one. Good. So they're just I'm glad. Keep pushing yeah. the, the Cubs further and further down. Um, let them know their season's over as soon as possible, I guess. Uh, I'm yeah. just looking at the other ones, too. So Burns faced 25. Mikolas faced 26. Mikolas had 100 pitches. 59 of them were strikes. That's not yeah. that's not his best day. He still I, only I mean, gave up two runs, though. I mean, I mean the, the, West is, the West is absolutely on fire. I mean, their worst team is the Rockies and they're 30 and seven and they're already 11 games behind, but the Brewers, even after that rough streak there with that bad, bad, bad road trip. Yeah. Um, they're 30, 39 and 30. The Mets are the best team in baseball. They're, yeah. they're the best team in the NL. They're maybe in baseball. I'm not looking at the AL yet. They're 45 and 24. I mean, the Dodgers who are leading the West are 40 and 25. Like they're, how yeah. they're, how they, wait, this, they're four. They played four less games, but Padres are forty-one and twenty-seven. I mean, the Brewers are there with a record like the other. They're not that far off. The Yankees are insane. The Yankees are absolutely insane. Yeah. But like the Twins are leading the Central and the AL by just much, and the Astros only have forty-one wins. So it's not like the Brewers are way off. And after and losing, after losing nine of thirteen games, like that's not bad. Like yeah, if they hadn't had. The worst stretch here. Here's one of the other ones that give, gives you some hope too. Is like the Braves went on. Did they go? Was it a 12 game winning streak? Mm-hmm. Like they went on like a 12 game winning streak. The Braves were terrible. Everybody was talking about like what, what are they doing wrong here? This team was. I mean, obviously they lost some people from that team last year, uh, but they were not doing well. They're 10 games over 500 right now after you know going on a 12 game winning mm-hmm. streak. Uh, baseball gets weird sometimes. It's just. It can be strange, yeah. and that's them playing with the Mets um, and all those teams there. So it's who knows. And then what's it, well, and then what's his name got from the Angels got fired. There yeah. uh, was it uh, Madden? No, it wasn't Joe Madden. Who was their 
Yeah, well, Mad- Madden, Madden did like- get fired, and it was they said it was hilarious because apparently Madden went to go get a mohawk to try to break up everything in the locker room, and then he got fired before he could come in and show everybody. Right. They're like, get out. <laughs> right. Well, no, because the Angels started off just on fire. Could you imagine having Mike Trout and Shohei Otani on your team and being as bad as the Angels Three are? Three games under 500 and nine and a half behind the Astros. The Angels, you <laughs> want to talk about the most disappointing team in all of baseball perennially. I mean, they have Mike Trout on their team. What we would kill to have Mike Trout on the Brewers oh, yeah. for uh, for for the end of a season to get us to, like in a very CC yeah. Sabathia situation. Like Mike Trout's insane. And yeah. Shohei Otani, you got you've got an all star pitcher and an all star batter in that guy, and you're three games under 500, and you're playing against the Rangers, Mariners, and Athletics on a regular basis. Like you're not even in the East. Like I understand why Baltimore stinks. Yeah, but. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, yeah, baseball can be weird sometimes. And the, the good thing is, like, the Brewers pitching has been fine. We're going to start hopefully seeing some of these guys get back and healthy again because mm-hmm. we've been without Woodruff and Peralta for a considerable amount of time at this point. Um, so starting to get some of that pitching back would be good news to have. Uh, like I said, getting this win against Mikolas, who has been pretty good this year. Uh, he's got a 2.64 ERA even after today's game, uh, he, he's he's looked very good. And he, he beat up the Brewers earlier this season, too. So the rest of their pitching is not as good as him. So hopefully they can get a couple of runs in the next couple of games here each and start making something look good um, and, and get a chance to take three out of four. He would be fantastic, knock on wood. Um, <laughs> we'll say this. Sorry. So another weird stat thing. Hold that thought. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, at the opposite of the Angels are the Blue Jays who have a winning record every They're year and weird can't as... do anything. They're 38 and 28, which is a better record than the Brewers. They're a 476 win percentage. They're 11 and a half games back because the Yankees are on a tear that's unprecedented. Like the poor Blue Jays, like all they do is just they keep winning. They just it's like they're, the Brewers in the early '90s. They just can't make it to the playoffs, even though they're one of the best teams with some of the most exciting hitters in baseball. Their record against teams with a winning record is 17 and 20. Jesus Christ! I mean, it's like they're just Toronto's a weird one because I've been watching several of these teams, and you see what they can do, and kind of start trying to peg out some of these because you know, like I try to send some stuff down for like parlays for different things. You can't pick Toronto on the road because you don't know what they are on the road. They're 17 and 14 but, but, on the road. They're 21 and 14 and 20, at home. 17 and 20 against winning records. Well, four teams in the East, AL East. I mean, the Rays are in fourth place with a 36 and 31 record. The Baltimore is not even that bad this year. They're only eight games under 500. They're 38 and 30, and they're 20 and a half games back. I mean, like, they just, it's, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I, I've had ones where you go in there with Toronto and you're like, Toronto is going to go play Kansas City uh, on the road. And like, Toronto ought to murder this team. And then they'll lose 7-1. to one. Guess, And you're like, guess, what yeah. is going on with this? They'll lose a series against Kansas City. I think they lost the series. I think they lost 2 out of 3 uh, in, in Kansas City. It, they're, they're, a, they're an up-and-down weird team. You can't project that team. You have no idea who they are day-to-day. And that's who the Brewers are playing next after this series. Brewers will get them at home. I like their odds better because yeah. Toronto on the road is not the same as they are at home. 
But yeah, it is the kids of everybody you and I grew up watching. And see. It's yeah, like... Bo Bichette and Vlad Guerrero Jr. are both on that team. Yeah, they got them, and uh, George Springer's on this team. I mean, he's nobody's nobody's kid that we know. I mean, he's somebody's kid. No, just, no basically, they're just Tatis Jr. away from having the trifecta of all the kids that came up at the same time. Yeah. yeah, so. yeah. No, Springer's a good player. No, they have a lot of good players. They, I mean, they let Rowdy Telez walk because he didn't have a – he was – buried he did, couldn't play on this team he didn't have a spot yeah um but yeah, it's it's a it's a weird team they do have a lot of stuff going for them they got a lot of they got a lot of hitters but they just like they just lost to the white Sox. so well, and they're and they're also playing and they're also playing the toughest division in baseball i mean yeah the, the Rays. the Rays are in fourth place with 37 36 wins yeah game. it's a hard so place like, to be it's, unless you're the you're playing the orioles you're playing somebody who's really good so right. yeah, and the, and the Orioles aren't even as bad as they they're the they're the best last they're the best worst team in a division <laughs> in baseball. So Could yeah, be. so yeah, I, I don't. I feel it'll like, be fun it, to see them. I mean, we used to yeah. see them all the time when we were kids when at at County Stadium back when they were in the East against the Brewers. Yeah, early nineties Brewers and Blue Jays was a we're big a deal for us. Like that was that was those were that was the team we were chasing for several years there in a row. Um, and that's, 92, why, my 93, fa- that's why my favorite brewer of all time, Paul Molitor, is kind of hated in some circles of Brewers <laughs> fandom. A, a because a lot of people think that he spurned the Brewers. The Brewers gave him a didn't, didn't offer him what he should have been given. But uh, but yeah, then he went to Toronto and won two World Series. You know, so it was like yeah, it was that that was a, that was a rivalry in the early nineties. Brewers Brewers yep. Blue Jays. All right, I got to ask you this now since we we were trying to get all the Brewer stuff because we are okay. so much out of stuff to say. Um, the new Brewers was like the what are they calling them? Like the the city uniform or whatever. Uh, what do you like? City, it's a it's a powder city blue special. city yeah. whatever. It is. It's a very light powder blue. It says Brew yeah. Crew on it, which I kind of like. Yeah. I, don't, I mean yeah. the font, whatever. It's okay. What do you think of the hat? That's the thing I gotta go with. What, what do you I didn't there? see the hat yet, and uh, maybe I'll look it up here quick. I was just gonna say, so on Father's Day yesterday, they were there. Uh, There's a lot of light blue stuff because, um, oh, prostate, yeah, light, light blue prostate prostate uh, awareness, prostate cancer awareness, and also too, like I don't, I like the Brewers powder blue. That used to be their away oh, yeah. jerseys was powder blue, like. Yeah, it's, it wasn't just the Detroit Lions and the Seattle uh, Mariners. Everybody had like, powder blue. It was awesome. It was. Back in the, yeah, the, 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 the Twins had powder blue, too. So it was, uh, The Twins, the Royals, the, the Blue Jays had powder blue. The Cardinals had powder blue. Um, City Connect yeah. is what you're thinking of. That's City what they're Connect, calling Jersey. So they've got some shirts here, too, that have like basically a, a baseball-shaped grill as the logo, which is mm, okay, that's, whatever. That's, I mean, we're we're, we're seen, world famous for tailgating. We we are, yeah, because yeah, other people may have more interesting out there foods, but it's a uh, it's more of a culture thing here instead of just. I that. am I am going to buy one of those jerseys. Those jerseys, um, I, I'm looking at them right now. Jerseys are clutch. I love the the Brew Crew, uh, City Connect jerseys. Those are fantastic. That hat. It, Take it or leave it. I don't like so it. it's MKE, but it also has 414 hidden. Is well, not really hidden, it seems pretty obvious as well. Right. So MKE and 414 combined. Um, yeah, 414 doesn't mean anything to me because I'm not in the 414, and then the 414, the 414 is only Milwaukee, a ton, yeah, because it's a ton of Milwaukee fans are not local, it's a state team, you know, like right. 
if if uh, the Packers put maybe together if, something. Maybe if, and had, like, maybe if they had an alternate two six two, a six oh eight, and a seven one five. Oh, that would be sad if they well. did that. If they could get one for each of the Wisconsin area codes, that would be pretty awesome. And smarter too, because they could you could pick your area code on that. That that's the problem that the Bucks have. The Bucks aren't and we've talked about that at length on this podcast. They're not a statewide team, they're a very Milwaukee centric team. Yeah, and they aren't um, trying to talk to the rest of this. They do put like the state of Wisconsin on their logo now, which they did not used to do. Well, no, they don't. I mean, it's, it's obvious that they put the, the basketball over Milwaukee. But, yeah, at least they use the state of Wisconsin as their. Yeah, you know. but they do not do any outreach to the rest of the state. Uh, the Brewers and the Packers very much do. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, um, yeah, if they had a 715 one, I would do that. That would be very. Uh, like if the Packers I mean, came it, out with a nine two zero, you'd be like, it's "What okay, is this?" But it's 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 an okay hat, but you can take it or leave it. Um, yeah, the jersey is the jersey is spot on though. I like the jersey. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, they even say, know. "Hey, John, look at this one." I know that you guys can't hear this on the podcast, but look at that. And the, they actually use Paul Molitor. They said they wanted <laughs> to look like Paul Molitor up there. That's what they're well, they got. The those. I like the yellow hat. The hat with the the yellow front is is nice. I like that they do that. Um, oh, I'm so glad they went back to the yellow front hat. That's that is the, the the yellow front hat with the dark navy blue, and getting away from that old M, that old thing with the barley weed on it, and just going straight back. Like remember, it used logo. to be a special thing. Like, hey, we're we're doing old logo Sundays or whatever it was, and now Fridays, it's just yeah. the logo again. Every it's the best logo in sports history. It's so. It's good. a baseball glove that looks like an M and a B. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um. I might get one them of those Marquette sweatshirts. Have some of the best, them and Marquette have some of the best uniforms ever. They really do. Paul Lucas at UniWatch loves Milwaukee's teams. Between them and the Ad and them and the Admirals too. The Admirals have a great set of uh, sweaters that they wear, and yeah, the cartoon little skull and crossbones thing is the best. I mean, yeah, yeah. The um, there's another reason that the Brewers logo is very popular in terms of tattoos and people who are not exactly baseball fans. But I will explain that to Aaron when the show is over because it is it is not G rated. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, this will be fun. I do not know that. Yeah, it's fun. I got this from law enforcement people I talk to, so it's great. Um, I might get one of these powder blue the sweatshirts though, the hooded sweatshirts because I, I have a powder blue um, jacket with the block yeah. the block brewers across the front, um, which I really like. That's a nice spring jacket that I have, um, which yeah. I- Actually, I got a I got a killer deal on a uh, a white jersey with uh, the blue pinstripes and oh. just the, the 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 Brewers logo like a big circle with the MB in the middle of it. Okay, yeah, real. When, when I was a kid well, in the Sa- UP. Sam's Club special for twenty five bucks, I was like, yeah, why not? When I was a so. kid in the UP, I I actually got one of the the pinstriped shirts with the the block letter Brewers, like the the home jerseys they used to have. Um, I had one of those as just a T-shirt. It didn't have a name or anything. I was just this is what the jersey looked. Like. I, I wore that around a lot. Um, that's when I saw they used to have the old uh, Batman and Robin posters up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know Robin Yount and Paul, you know the Batman. So I was like, yeah. this is awesome. But yeah, those are oh. great. Oh, ahead, oh from the, from the from the pregame uh, warm up to the show that we're talking about tonight. <laughs> that's one of the thing they were talking about was uh, Rodney Dangerfield was uh, involved in the. Uh, Great taste, less filling. Uh, oh like yeah, beer, yeah. Beer ads, yeah. He, him, and Mickey Spillane, out of all people, like were involved with those as the non-athlete parts. And, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's really all we have for Brewers. That's stuff all at this we point. got. <laughs> um, 
Not a whole lot else to talk about. Uh, in keeping with the sad to see Lorenzo Kane go, Kurt Bankert has been mm-hmm. cut. Um, I don't know what this Who's... really says. I mean, does it say, to a certain extent, if you want to take it as the most positive thing ever, you say they've decided they really don't care about the third string because they've got so much faith in the second string quarterback being the guy this year. But maybe they don't. Maybe they just want to cut him and get some guy who would be a third stringer. I like Kurt Bankert. Uh, his Twitter is amazing. His wife's Twitter is also funny. They're they're great together. Um, the one thing that was weird is when he did the thing of like, you know what? Uh, if you just work hard and do whatever you you try to do, you know you'll always be successful. Because if I wasn't an NFL quarterback, I would have been successful in business or something else. You're like that's dumb. That's dumb to say that. Mm-hmm. Um. You've also been a beneficiary of many things, like having been able to go to the sorts of things. You probably, I mean, a lot of quarterbacks went to a lot of camps because their parents could Mm -hmm. afford a lot of camps. Right. That's where a lot of quarterbacks tend to still be white is a lot of them went to expensive quarterback camps because they had parents Mm -hmm. who could afford it Um, because that's big. The number of high school players who go to camps is is a big deal and it's expensive. Uh, Getting Mm -hmm. into uh, colleges and stuff, you got to go to a lot of these camps, and it's expensive to do. Yeah, because uh, otherwise several. you don't get noticed. You know, we always yeah, went to hard. UW. Stout, we always went to UW Stout's football camp, and that's yeah. it was just a complete recruiting event for them. Yeah, it's it's crazy what some of these camps are like, and uh, you have to travel around. You have to have parents who can do that for you, and it's you know, and yeah, you I gotta are, imagine it's probably five thousand dollars for a single week camp at this point, right? Yeah, and if Kurt Banker, no, well. I don't know. Like you're going to individual camps. You just show I mean, up. They're still like 40, 50 bucks and stuff like that. And then you got to drive or fly or whatever. But the oh, other thing is like, like the one day I was talking about like the one I used to go to, we used to go to wrestling camps on uh, Dan Gable's oh. wrestling camp in Iowa. And that was two weeks long. We stayed in the dorms and uh, okay. right on in Iowa. And that was, that was a couple, that was 500 bucks back in the nineties. And then I remember UW stout camp was a week long and that was a couple hundred bucks. But yeah. the but the booster club paid for that, and I'm not even sure if that was legal. Jeez, um, <laughs> that's rough. There, there there were scholarships that you could earn to <laughs> to go to these okay. things. But uh, I mean, like I can only imagine like how much a high end camp would cost these days to send anybody for a week or something like that. Yeah, but I mean, the other thing on top of this is Kurt Bankers ignoring that. Like, hey man, what if you were five ten? You're not a quarterback. You can't be an NFL right. quarterback just because of height. Doesn't matter how hard you work, I really, I really never would have worked. Be an NBA center, <laughs> like doesn't matter. Some of these things are just like you have certain gifts, you have certain offsets, you had abilities, you had different things. Like the number of people that you and I worked with when we were in the army, they're like, mm-hmm. "Why don't people just join the army?" I did. They could pay for college. It's, not, it's like not everyone can be in the army. <laughs> like there's a lot of people who can't do this, like they mentally or physically or whatever else. A lot of people just can't do this. And it's it was a blessing for us that we had the ability to do that to take care of our college money, but not everybody can or should because not everybody has the same sort of starting points. Uh, so the idea that yeah. everybody is just you know if you just work hard you'll be you know horribly successful. You're like right. that's naive. Else. That's the naive way of looking at it. At the end of the day, when you've been successful and you're like yeah, but you also went to great schools. You also had parents who could do this stuff for you. You went to East um, Carolina. You got full scholarships to East Carolina and Virginia. Yeah, it's like know. okay, um, these things worked out for you. There's a lot of people who work really hard who never make it, who work yeah. really hard and never make it. So I mean, some of it's just luck because it's like Rudy, Rudy worked really hard. 
He worked so hard. Um, yeah. Not like the movie, because the movie's kind of made up, but it's still nice. True. Um, he not still a whole... played in a game. But... He did, yeah. Like when Joe Montana, like, crafted on the whole idea of that. He's like, nobody did that. We didn't chant for Rudy. Who was he? I didn't even think about him. I, like, I suppose Joe Montana was there. Yeah, and, time, and he poo-pooed the whole thing. Like, like he just... He was. He had a whole thing where he got interviewed, and that somebody may have asked him about it or whatever, and he yeah. was like, "Ah, we didn't do any of that stuff. Nobody chanted for him. We we never turned in our jerseys or anything crazy like that." He's like, "Yeah, he was a guy who played. He got on the field for a couple of plays. I was busy not thinking about him because the game was over, and uh, I didn't see what happened. <laughs> like he didn't even think about it. He's like, ah, I didn't care. <laughs> it was just amazing. Wow. Like you're Joe Montana. You could be as just like, yeah." That guy worked hard. Good for him. You know, he could just throw out. There's no reason. Like, who, what has Rudy ever done to you <laughs> that it matters whether or not you pretend you've never heard think, of Rudy? I think Joe Montana is a low-key D-bag, to be perfectly honest. Like, I, I think he probably is. I have no yeah, reason to to think that. but I, I, I There's a reason I don't why know. he's – I'm sure there's a reason why he stayed out of the spotlight post-career. Like, he, as, as, he doesn't do anything. You never see him. No, not really. That's fine. I mean, you can do what he wants. I don't know. It is what it is. Go be a jerk somewhere else. (laughs) Thanks for crapping on everybody's dreams, Joe Montana. That's the name of the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Fabulous. Thanks Uh, for crapping on everybody's dreams, Joe Montana. There we go. Aaron, you got anything else to add? Uh, not a, not a thing. Not a lick. No, no, no. We, I, we got, I mean, we, I, we, I we, tried we, we talked a lot of brewers. Um, like, I tried to find not, anything They're not exciting batting averages, and they're exciting pitching. And we talked about Bob Uecker. Talked about we got Rodney Dangerfield into the podcast. That was I, pretty good. Yeah, I tried finding anything else to talk about. Um, UW uh, rowing didn't do jack this year. They weren't they weren't top 10 in the region. Um they weren't impressive at all. So, because uh, we've tried covering every other sport we had here, they don't have a men's volleyball team, so that doesn't matter. The Big Ten lacrosse was very good this year, and again, um, Maryland won the national championship and undefeated. Uh, and makes sense. I yeah, mean, that team is the good. Hot, they were Maryland's. Maryland's like the hotbed of. Yeah, lacrosse. they're right. They're right in that group of things. I mean, this because remember everybody, Johns Hopkins is in the Big Ten for lacrosse mm. and nothing okay. else just lacrosse yeah. um but yeah they got a couple good programs uh penn state's got a pretty good program maryland's got a good program johns hopkins is a good program um i mean wisconsin look, should get a program because lacrosse is awesome it lacrosse is. is awesome and that's the thing it's like it's it, it was starting to sprout up in duluth a little bit just before we left too because it's starting to sprout up in uh minnesota quite a bit yeah. um but yeah, because they got a big, uh, super rich, suburb rich area around the Twin Cities to right, draw a lot of those kids. It, it, it's 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 rich East Coast stuff. Oh, I did see that that there is a. Uh, I did see that uh, when I was up home in uh, Turtle Lake, we get all the uh, TV stations out of the Twin Cities and CCO. They're talking about over at uh, uh, in Blaine. They have that big uh, the athletic complex up there with all the soccer fields and stuff like that. Okay. They hosted the United States Championship of Australian Rules Football. And they said that Australian rules football is huh. taking off in the United States, which if you don't know what that is, it's cross between uh, football, rugby, basketball, and soccer on an elliptical field with uh, referees that wear uh, 
uh, orange shirts and weird hats. Okay. <laughs> and they is it, is it yeah. the same way that they're like, you know what? In ten years, you know, like fifteen years ago, they said in ten years, soccer will be one of the you know two or three most popular sports in America, and it's still not happening. Still not. No, but they're just saying it's taking off like on the amateur levels and stuff like that, That's which fun. is cool because I think Australia, Australia, like once you figure out the rules which I still don't, but I at least get it. <laughs> <laughs> like I know what they're trying to do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's intense. It's, it's fun to watch. It's a, it's, it's like watching rugby. If you understand rugby, rugby is fun to watch. I'm in favor of there being as many different types of sports and you should try all of them. You should try a right, lot of different sports, you, especially as kids. You should try a lot just because you, you want to figure out what you like. Um, cause guess, like, cause guess what? If you're not Kurt Ben Kurt, who's six foot three and can throw a ball <laughs> over the top of your head, guess what you can do. You can go be on a rugby team. You yeah. can be on a good rugby team. If you're fast and you got some strength, it's 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 you it's, it's a common toes, man's yeah. game. That's why soccer. I mean, that's why soccer is so popular. It's a common man's game. Anybody can be pretty good at it. But you just try everything. Just don't do cricket because cricket sucks and nobody understands what's going on. That's on ridiculous. Cricket, cricket is great. Cricket is cricket fun to watch. Sucks. And nobody knows nobody knows what's going on. Like, huge chunks can, of the world do. Ask the oldest British person ever. Like, hey, what's going on in this game right now? Oh, I don't know. They're just playing cricket. <laughs> These are lies. Lies and, and slander. They've been doing it for they've been doing it for three days, and that's the best part. Working. The games can go on for days, and uh, it's yeah, I don't know. It, it can be fun it's too. Made up by a bunch of Brit- made up by a bunch of British people down in Bombay, India, now in Mumbai, who had nothing to do for weeks on end while mm-hmm. colonializing India. Yeah. But yeah, which, what do you want to do today, Sebastian? Oh, I don't know. You throw a ball at me, and I'll swing this board at it, and then we'll run back and forth real quick, yeah. and we'll drink while we're How many passes it. can you we'll, get? Yeah. We'll make up the scores as we go along, and in four days, we'll decide who won. Brilliant it's a idea, game. Sebastian. It's a fun game. It's easily as yeah, fun that's as soccer. True. That's, <laughs> I, that, was, that, makes, <laughs> that description that I just gave you right there is as good as what you're going to get. <laughs> I, I, cricket can be fun. It can be hard to watch, but I mean, like, I don't know. I want to try if if High Alive were on TV too, I'd watch that. You know, that's an intense sport. I will tell you one thing though. So one time when I was in London, we were up uh, in in the uh, in the northern. Uh, we were up uh, up the Thames a little bit because we were going up to Teddington Locks, where the uh, they had the Monty Python fish sketch, where okay. uh, Michael Palin and uh, John Cleese dance back and forth, and <laughs> he slaps John Cleese a couple times with a herring, and then. Um, John Cleese hits him with a giant bass and knocks him into the locks. And the Teddington locks are the highest point where the tide comes in on the Thames. Okay. Thames. Thames, yeah. And so we were going up there, and we were in one of those small towns up there, and they were having some some cricket game up there, and one of the and it was one of the is a semi pro thing, and because believe it or not, there's more sports in Europe than there are here. Everyone's doing sports all the time, everywhere you go. And uh, I sat and watched it for a little bit, and we cracked a couple beers and, you know, just watched. And that's it's, it was just a square in this town, and they were playing cricket, and there were people just sitting in lawn chairs all the way around watching it. It was great. No, cricket's yeah. actually not a bad thing. That was I was being unfair. I know. You're just – But anyways, I was being Just cheap, having your take. That's the British would say. Just having your take. It's fine. Yeah. All right, everybody, we did it. We managed to put together a full show with we basically just five Brewers games. So. And, and we got – and at the end there, we even got cricket and high lie into the – Podcast. Yeah, why not? Yeah, I can't speak smart to high ally at all. I don't speak smart. At all. I don't know if there are any Wisconsinites in the professional high ally. Um, maybe I'll look in that. The answer is I probably won't. But I'd like know. to try it, even though it's the most deadly sport on earth. It's I'd... the fastest. Yeah, it's got that giant weird club circle. Yeah. Well, the ball moves two hundred miles an hour, so like you can actually die doing it if you're not paying attention. But then I would probably die 
Because <laughs> it'd be like taking a 200, huh? it's, and it's basically a baseball. So it's like a 210 mile an hour fastball to the chest. Yeah, that's no good. Gross. All right, everybody. Thank you again for joining us for another wonderful week. We didn't tell this up front because we were really focused on just finding anything else to say, I guess. But you can follow me on Twitter at Not So Humble Host. You can follow Aaron on Twitter at Cheddar Talk. And you can also follow the show itself at Scotty Johnny Pod. Um, we won't, thank you for joining us for wherever you are around the world. Uh, we definitely appreciate everybody sticking with us through this time between, you know, end of Bucks and beginning of actual Packer stuff. But it's great to have you. And just remember that whether you are it's on the town or on the go, you know, <laughs> you are, it is always on Wisconsin. This has been the Scotty Johnny Podcast. Remember to find the boys on Twitter at ScottyJohnny1 or online at ScottyJohnny.com. Thanks for listening and on Wisconsin.